Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The presenting sponsor of today's podcast is Fifth Element CBD. Fifth Element is ultra-high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after a workout. They are specially designed for people with an active lifestyle from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts. Fifth Element, a.k.a. 5E, is full-spectrum high milligram hemp to help you whenever, wherever you need it, whether it's after the gym or after work. Get yours today to feel better tomorrow by visiting 5ehemp.com and use the promo code MONSTER for 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. 50% off. Half off. That's 5ehemp.com and use the code MONSTER. Go to 5ehemp and get 50% off. That's the number 5, the letter E, hemp.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Over the Monster podcast. This is your host, Matt Collins, and as always, I am joined by Brian Joyner. Brian, we are one day away, well, two days away for us, but one day when people are listening to this, from real baseball, and we are past the fake baseball that we no longer have to pretend to care about. Are you excited? I mean, I am very excited, especially after last year. Uh to get a proper opening day is going to feel so good. Um, and hopefully Nate Evaldi can repeat what he did last opening day. And then they changed the script after that. 
Well, if you remember correctly, Jose Peraza went bananas in that game as well. And then was not on the team a few weeks later. Um, so, yes. I would say if somebody's going to play that role, it will be Christian Arroyo this year. Yep. That that would be a good guess. Yes. <laughs> Tracks pretty well. I'm excited for the... Uh, I don't know if you have... Do you have MLB TV? Um, the streaming have, thing? Uh, to be perfectly clear, I've been splitting it with a friend. Uh, we've been uh, breaking the rules in that way. And I have to check with him. I'm going to have it either way. I just would not like to pay full price. Baseball Reference has a thing where you can... Um, you can basically make your own customized Red Zone channel. And you pick all the hitters that you want to watch and put them in order that you want to watch them. And then it'll just automatically switch to their at-bats whenever they're up. So I'm very excited to have that in the background pretty much all day for the next six months. It's one of my favorite parts about baseball season. I highly recommend that to anyone who is interested in that. Anyways, we should probably start talking about the things we're supposed to talk about. And there actually is a little bit of news. This time around, unlike the last few weeks, uh, obviously today we are recording on Tuesday. Today was the last day of spring training, which means that it is the day that they had to finalize the roster or come close to finalizing it. There's still a couple things sort of up in the air. But the big news, biggest part of the news with the roster is Franchi Cordero, Brian's boy, Franchi Cordero is going to be ready for the season. He was taken off the COVID list. He is on the roster he will be there on opening day i don't know that he's going to start on opening day he probably won't um because they're facing a lefty but he will be there you surprised by this I mean, he's come he was behind by i don't even know two weeks at least um he's already ready for the season this is surprising to me is this surprising to you it's no but only because i wasn't paying that close of attention i mean i it seems to me like it's more of a sliding scale issue because it's not uh and it's not an objective measure it's a subjective measure like he's, you know, he's ready um but uh i'm certainly happy about it just because i want more franchi in my life and i and look in a week i might be like oh my god i can't stand franchi but uh for right now i'm still in He's been awesome in spring training. Um, he is yeah. he is a super, super duper fun guy to watch. He's just a monster of a man uh, who hits monster home runs. Um, but I guess I was surprised because basically in the entire time I've been following baseball to some sort of close degree, um, it seems like when a manager publicly says, I don't know if this guy is going to be ready for opening day, there's like a 99% chance that that guy's not going to be ready for opening day. It seems like they usually don't say that publicly unless they're pretty sure it's not actually true. So that's really the only reason I was surprised. Um, I guess it's a little bit of a different situation here because he's not coming back from an injury. They're not worried about, it's not like he's coming back from like a tweaking a hammy or something. And they're worried about that popping up again. He had a positive COVID test at, doesn't seem like he had any symptoms that he was fighting over um much like matt barnes and the mysterious non-infectious positive which still hasn't really gotten any clearer to me um but i guess that that sort of changes things but 
I find the Matt Barnes thing very easy to parse in that he had COVID, but it was far enough along that he was no longer contagious, just as people get flu or the colds. Sorry, I had just never I had just never heard of a non-infectious positive before. I'm not doubting that they're being unsafe or anything like that. It was just a very, a yeah, very the way strange they, way of wording it, I guess. The way they made it sound, they made it sound like it was a specific type of positive that was non-infectious rather than one that had just run its course to the point it was non-infectious. Yeah, it was just very poorly worded. It sounded like it was like a different strain of COVID that was not infectious, which it that would rule like if it they existed, were... but it does not. It sounded like they were they're full of shit and just wanted everyone back at camp, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I hope that's not the case. Um but but back to Franchi. So with when it was assumed that he was going to um, when it was assumed he was going to start the season on the injured list, it seems like Marwin Gonzalez was going to be the guy uh, to take over in left field, and it still seems like Marwin Gonzalez should play a lot, but I'm not really sure where all this playing time is going to come if it's not left field. So, say the first six weeks of the season, um, at that point I think that's when they start to do their reevaluations and they'll start to base things on what they've seen but for the first six weeks or so they're probably sticking to some sort of script to some general degree who's who do you see playing more uh cordero or marwin you're talking about in left field or overall just generally marwin because he can because he's going to get moved all around the place um and franchi has specific places he can play um and to your point maybe he's good enough to go but they're not going to go full blast with him for the first couple weeks but mostly because yeah but mostly because marwin plays everywhere yeah it's just i don't i and i think i agree with you and i think it also definitely plays into marwin's hands here that he He's a switch hitter with basically no platoon split, so you can play against anybody, whereas Cordero, like I said, he's probably not playing opening day because they're facing John Means, who's a lefty. Cordero's basically never going to start against lefties, so I think that gives Gonzalez the edge, but I don't know where Gonzalez is going to play a lot when everybody's healthy. I just don't people, see the playing pe- time. Well, people need days off, and I think yeah. that, just, that, that it's just going to... This seems like a, it's not a um, – if the problem doesn't solve itself, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah, but I think sure. the, I think the problem will solve itself. But I, I just want to rewind for a second. Okay. The Red Sox are facing John Means on opening day of Major <laughs> League Baseball. The classic Nate Evaldi John Means opening day matchup that everybody gets so excited for. We've been waiting months and months for Evaldi versus Means that's incredible that's like this is the good stuff i love i love spring training in in the beginning of baseball season because of how hype people are and then just how (laughs) quickly it just slams the brakes on you so hard it's like no no no. we're just gonna this is a slow thing is gonna happen for six months and you're just gonna be here watching oh man that's fantastic 
I kind of like John Means, but yeah, he's not a sure. He's yeah. not an opening day. He's definitely not an opening day starter. That is, that is true. That the Red Sox well, probably have the better starter with Nate Evaldi as their opening day starter. Is it speaks volumes? John Means isn't an opening day starter for two more days, and then he is forever. He may have been their opening day starter last year as well. I don't actually remember if that's true or not, but it wouldn't have surprised me because two years ago he was like arguably the rookie of the year um last year he was not very good but anyways yeah so they're facing john means on thursday uh so the other part of the cordero situation is the i guess negative side might be the wrong way of saying it but for michael chavis it's certainly the negative side uh it seems like he between cordero situation and chavis just going buck wild in spring training uh it seems like he was a shoo-in for the opening day roster. Instead, he got optioned on Tuesday. He will not be on opening day roster. Um, kind of a bummer for him, but uh, you don't think he's going to be the first position player coming up. That's correct. I I just think it's uh, because, especially if Christian Vasquez's issues linger, I just think it's going to be one of the catchers. Uh, that's a good um, point. Probably Roberto Hernandez because he's more game ready than Connor Wong. Ronaldo, sorry. Um but uh, yeah, that it just think that that is more likely someone being called into service uh, on ten minutes notice uh, is is a catcher. That makes sense. I guess I just I feel like Vasquez is going to be there. Um, seems like he's okay, which is pretty wild. I don't know if you saw the pictures of him, but that scar under his eye is crazy. Um, or the stitches, I should say. It's not a scar yet, but it, he will have a pretty gnarly scar right under his eye. Um, he said if he hadn't been wearing sunglasses, he would have lost his eye, which I feel like is a thing that people say whenever there's an eye injury, so I don't know how accurate that is, but it looked pretty scary. Well, and there was briefly talk that that uh, that might not have been all that was wrong with him, but that seems to have abated in the last couple of days. I hadn't seen any of that. Like, what else? Like, concussions or something? mystery mysteries matt oh, okay i hadn't heard any of the mysteries so um i'm glad because that would have panicked me uh but yeah i i think shavis is the first guy to come up it just he had, he was too good in spring and also he won't have a chance to be bad in um triple a because triple a doesn't start for a month so he's kind of I mean, they're playing. I don't know if they're playing other teams. Some teams are playing other teams at the alternate sites. I don't know if the Red Sox are. There's nobody super close to them. Um, but, I mean, he'll have, like, the same action that they had last summer, which was not real game action. So it's it's hard for him to lose that position in the first month because they won't be able to see him fail. Um, the only way that Chavis would have made it would to keep, be to keep him over Christian Arroyo, but Christian Arroyo would have had to go to waivers, and Arroyo had a pretty good spring. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's an argument for keeping Chavis over Arroyo. Would you have done that? I mean, given that they would have had to send Arroyo to waivers, I get why they did what they did. I would not bet on Christian Arroyo to be a long-term member of the Red Sox, however. Yeah, if they if they had both started the year in the majors, in some hypothetical world, they both get 500 plate appearances this year. I'll take Michael Chavis. 
but yeah, I think you have to prioritize the depth, and I don't think they're so far apart that um, Chavis just overrules that. So I think that makes sense. I think the argument for keeping Chavis would have been to just have a four-man bench instead of a three-man bench. Um, I don't like the three-man bench for a lot of reasons, but I do think it makes strategic sense. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on the three-man bench. Well, the only thing I could say uh, to your point about Chavis is if you had a four-man bench with Chavis, that's like adding more than one man because he can play everywhere. Everybody on this team can play everywhere, which is right, they, right, why they can carry a three-man bench. Exactly. So it's sort of uh, a, a choice between filling all your needs with three people who can do everything or filling all your needs you could possibly imagine with four people. So I do understand why they did what they did um, because it's just pref- it's matters of preference. It doesn't seem to be matters of um, hugely important uh, playing time decisions. Yeah, I mean, especially a team like the Red Sox who, um, I mean, I'm not breaking any news. They obviously have some pitching issues. That's the biggest question on their roster. And then you throw in the fact that they're coming off a 60-game season. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with pitchers this year. Um, you want to ease guys into the season. It makes sense to have the extra pitcher. Um, I just, I don't really like it from a fan perspective. Having all of these relievers on the roster makes for can make for some boring baseball with a lot of pitching changes in it takes away the opportunity for pinch running and pitch hitting at the end of the game, which can be more exciting than um, just regular old pitching changes. But um, that's, that's a major league baseball problem. Not really a Red Sox problem. They really, this was really the only choice. I think Um, the bad news that we got on Tuesday was uh, not really a surprise. It's been trending this way, but it looks more likely than not that Eduardo Rodriguez will be starting the season on the injured list. We had already known that he's going to miss the opening day start on Thursday. They were hoping to get him in either at the end of that Orioles series or maybe early in the Rays series. Uh, Now he's going to miss at least the first turn. Um, They don't think... It doesn't sound like it's going to be a long IL stint, assuming it happens, but... Uh, he will be there. The good news on that front is Tanner Houck is going to make the start probably on Saturday. Is there anything Tanner Houck could do to stay in the rotation after the start on Saturday, assuming Rodriguez is able to come back? So Rodriguez staying on the IL is not an option, but is there a way that he could convince them to keep him over, say, keep him over Pavetta or decide to go with a six-man rotation for a little. I mean, it seems unlikely to me. It seems like a sample size of a single game against isn't the Orioles going to, too. against the Orioles isn't something that they're going to change their plans that they've been doing, you know, the entire offseason to do. If they did, for whatever reason, I think it would be a six-man rotation over replacing Pavetta. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any way they replace Lord Pavetta. I think he would have to throw, like he would have to throw like a no-hitter or like strike out 14 guys while allowing one run over like eight or nine innings or something like that. He would have to have like what will likely be the best start of any Red Sox pitcher all season. Um, 
and I don't think I'm necessarily expecting that. Um, I do think a good start could maybe put a little more pressure on Pavetta um, or make them consider that six-man rotation a little bit later in the month where they're when they're playing uh, more games in a row. They have a couple days off within the first like eight days of the season, uh, which makes a six-man rotation not really something they have to think about. But um, I think a good start could put that thought in their mind. But in the short term, yeah, I think unless he does like carry wood stuff, um, he's not going to. He's not going to stay. I would like to see carry wood stuff, though. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be great. Let's, let's uh, do that couple other things before we move on. Um, I don't think we really have anything to say about much of this, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, first, uh, to make room on the 40-man for Franchi, who was on the COVID list, so he wasn't on the 40-man. Uh, they DFA'd John Schreiber. John Schreiber was the funky sidearm reliever. He's had good minor league numbers. Um, I think he'll probably make his way through because this time of year there's just a million veteran relievers in free agency that – you're probably not going to see him claimed up waivers, so he'll probably stick around as uh, reliever depth. Uh, Ryan Brazier was already going to miss the start of the season. Now he's going to miss even more time with a calf strain. Um, and as of this recording, they don't really have a full diagnosis on that yet, but uh, Alex Cora didn't sound very positive about it in his press conference, so I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Brazier misses some significant time, uh, which is not great for the bullpen. And then they also signed uh, Tyler Olson, who's sort of a loogie, pitched in the Indians bullpen for a few years there. Um, had some good numbers, didn't pitch last year. Um, loogies don't really work as well anymore with the three-man, three-batter rule, but he's on a minor league deal. Uh, Red Sox don't really have any lefties um, in the high minors. They have Darwinson and Josh Taylor in the majors, but not much beyond, beyond that. But uh, Olson adds a little bit of depth there, but... Something's gone wrong if we see him for a significant amount of time. Um, I'm assuming you don't, but if you do have anything to say about any of those things, now is your chance. I think that the thing I have to say is that uh, the three batter rule just seems to have taken very uh, easily and without after was instituted at least without the Sturm and Drang that was people were worried about any sort of rule change being implemented. It seems to. I love the three batter rule. Yeah. I was, never, I was always in favor of it. It really doesn't have much effect at all um, because I mean, you can still play it. If there's two outs and you record the last out and that's your first batter, you can still come out. It's only middle of the game. Um, yeah. And I, the, the weirdest, uh, the weirdest complaint I saw about it was that like loogies are gonna lose their jobs, which I mean I, I don't I don't like that I don't like people losing their job, but at the same time, other guys who didn't have a job and can face both-handed hitters now have a job. It's not like the job's going away; it's just going to somebody else. Um, so yeah, I've always been in favor of that rule change. Why do you hate loogies? I mean, their name is gross for one thing. I really That's wish fair. they had a better name. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so that is the news. Um, so today we are going to go through all of baseball. Uh, we are going to take some time to not think exclusively about the Red Sox. And we are going to make some predictions for how we see the season going around all of baseball, 
And we are going to save the American League East for last. So you are forced to listen to the opinions that I know you very much want to hear about the American League East. Uh, but yeah, we'll go division by division, uh, go through the wild cards, World Series, awards, all the general prediction stuff that every website is doing for the next couple of days. Uh, so let's start with the best race in years since like early to mid 2000s Red Sox Yankees maybe uh NL West who you got see I disagree that this is the best race in years however I will agree that it is the race between the two best it's the best two team race in years but I think the the Dodgers I think that the difference being that I think there will be closer divisions oh I get yeah but I think the Dodgers are better. However, I think the Padres will finish with a record that might be the second best in baseball. So, you know. Well, I mean, I guess that's why I think it's the best. I mean, you have the two best teams in baseball. I don't know. How you yes. Right. Okay. So I'm picking the Dodgers because um, they're the, they're just, they're the Dodgers. They try. The, the Padres try too. The Dodgers try a little harder. Yeah, I think... I, I think you have to go with the Dodgers. Um, they are stupid. The Dodgers are really stupid. I, th- I forget what Pakoda has them uh, projected for. But oh, I can tell you. I have it right in front of my face. 103 and 59. 103 wins from Pakoda, especially, is insane. Pakoda yeah. is, like, notoriously conservative. Um, yeah, that's wild. The Dodgers, and I feel so bad because the Padres, I think, are a funner team um largely have, because of fernando tatis yeah. and they have you darvish and they have don arcillo um the padres are going to be my team of choice to put on in the background as i'm falling asleep uh, most nights but the dodgers are just the better team so yeah i, I have dodgers. i have a better team to recommend for that Who's the, that? the red the red Sox. well i will not be going to sleep when the red Sox are playing Oh, I will. <laughs> You're like, I was going to make an old joke, but that would be too easy. You could just, you could just say old. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, for what it's worth, the, the, the Picota has the Padres at 96 wins, which uh, per their projections would win or tie for every division except for the AL East. So they have, so what you're saying is they have the Padres as the third best team in baseball? Tied for third, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty clearly the second best team in baseball to me. Um, but I guess they have to play. I mean, the they Dodgers have to play nineteen right. times or whatever. So that yeah, that hurts the projection of it. Exactly. Um, that's right. All right, so we both have the Dodgers there. Uh, NL Central is the worst division in baseball, uh, but somebody's gonna win. Uh, I'm going to take the Brewers because, A, they're trying, um, which is true. Sort of. of. Yeah. Um, but per Pakoda, the Pakoda has Cubs second, and I just don't see it. Cardinals third, and yeah, Cardinals could have the devil magic. Uh, it's happened before, but I, I'm going with the Brewers. I'm going to go off the board here 
You're, you're going off. Cincy. Not off, not off the board. I am picking a team in the division. Yeah, I'm going Cincy. Um, I just feel like this division stinks. And it just is going to take some team catching lightning in a bottle. And I think the Reds have that kind of upside. Surprise people, they have the potential for one of the best one-two punches in the rotation in baseball with Castillo and Gray. Um, I really love Amir Garrett in their bullpen. Um, I love Sean Doolittle as a person, so I'm rooting for him to bounce back, although I kind of think he might be toast. But, I mean, they have that upside. Offensively, they have Eugenio Suarez. Um, it's like an underrated power hitter. Jesse Winker and Nick Senzel are guys that I could see taking the leap. Joey Votto is Joey Votto. I know he's been struggling, but, I mean... I just I think there's so much to pick apart with all of these teams and the Reds just they have a lot of guys that I don't think project very well but I can see beating the projections and this division is so bad that you only really need like three of them to do it. I I, I think yeah, you only I mean, need like 80 87 wins to win this division. Yeah, I could see that especially with someone like Senzel like he's I love Senzel. his projections are Right, and his projections are probably pretty low uh, relative to his potential output. I mean, Castillo could win the Cy Young. I mean, he's so good. He's so good. Um, oh, we'll get to and, that, Brian. Oh, yes. Yeah, I suppose we... Spoiler alert! Um, uh, <laughs> he's not actually my pick. But... Now, I, I do have to say that um, as much as I like Sean Doolittle, and I think he stands for the right things, his wife and I did fight on Twitter over Paw Patrol, <laughs> and uh, so right. So there's a little bit, a little bit iffy stuff going on there. And I mean, I don't think it's out of the question that Nick Lodolo could come up at the end of yeah, the season Yeah, I mean, that's too. the other thing. They have, uh, or did uh, what's his name? Hunter DJ... Green. No, Hunter Green. Is, can he be up this year? I that's don't early, think. So. I don't think so. But look, if they were contending. Yeah. And they wanted a bullpen arm. The dude throws 102 miles per hour. You know, if he, that's a long way from now. So I don't think so, but it's possible. And if like Jose Garcia, if he can put together a nice year, I see it. It's sort of wide open except for Pittsburgh. Who's Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. They're the, they're the reason. I mean, the Orioles, sheesh, on, Fangrass, the Orioles are like only the fourth worst team in baseball, which is not a great statement for the state of baseball. So <laughs> is it three? It's got to be Pirates, Rockies, and who else? Texas. Uh, oh my! I always forget about the Rangers. They are pretty. Yeah, good. they're not really a team. That's fine. <laughs> Harsh. All right, so you had Milwaukee, and I had Cincy. NL East, another fascinating division. Um, not as top-heavy as the NL West, but there is there are a lot of good teams in this division. I'm going to trust the Dakota standings, which have the Mets 11 I games. Cle- uh, and look, with good reason, as much as the Mets are the Mets, I, I mean, I legit think the ownership change is going to be a sea change. Like um, this is a soccer reference, but like when man city got sold 
in the Premier League and a team that had no business being shitty was no longer shitty anymore because they had the right, I mean, they had owners with deep pockets and they were in the right market. And I think that's exactly what's true with the Mets. And the Mets already had the best pitcher in baseball to start. Um, and they traded for Lindor. I, I just think that uh, they have maybe not performed to uh, form in past years, but I think that they have the talent and will add, I believe, not just now, but I think for the next decade, we're going to be talking about the Mets as a team that it will just do everything they can to win. And I just, we haven't seen it yet, but I think we're going to start to see it within months. Yeah, I think the Mets... I mean, I think the Mets make a lot of sense. I think all the projections have them winning, basically. Um, I think Pakoda's wild for having it the the margin so wide. Um, and I actually I don't think that they're going to win the division. Um, I'm a big Braves guy. I think the Braves are loaded. I don't quite understand why the projection systems don't think so. Um, but I, I think the Braves are going to win this division again. They have probably my top two picks for the NL MVP um, in Acuna and Freeman. They have Ozzy Albies, who rules. I mean, their lineup is just top to bottom. It's as really scary as crazy. it gets in the NL. I mean, it doesn't and get look, any better than them. And look, we've had a lot of looks at that lineup this spring. Yeah, way too many looks, and they are good. Uh, I mean, Ozuna, Acuna, Freeman, Albies as a top four. Not in that order, obviously. But, I mean, that is wild. That is so good. And their pitching is good, too. I mean, they don't have the kind of talent that they have offensively, but they have a lot of good pitchers. Charlie Morton, uh, Max Freed, Mike Soroka is going to be back, Ian Anderson. Um, Drew Smiley was really spicy last year. He could be catch lightning in a bottle. They have a million prospects who kind of look like they can be solid number four pitchers. The one scary area is the bullpen. They don't have a guy that I really love at the top of their bullpen, but they have a lot of guys that I would really like in like the seventh inning. Um, wait, 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 wait. I thought you loved Matt Barnes. That's making a joke about him getting <laughs> him traded. traded. To the that I think yeah. would be that would be um, like my dream. The Braves have always been my second favorite team in baseball, so there's a little bit of bias there um, in this pick. But yeah, I, I mean, I it think, makes a ton of sense, honestly. I I just I don't really get why they don't get the love, but I mean, I to your point, the Mets the Mets have Jacob Degrom and Francisco Lindor, um, which is. To start, to start. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty. If you're going to start a team, it's it's hard to beat that. Um, I do think those are the two top teams, but I mean, I think the Phillies and the Nationals can be kind of sneaky in there too. I don't really buy it. Yeah, no, the rest of that division is good. They're good. I mean, and I just the one thing I'll say about uh, the Braves lineup, I mean, which is just so nasty, it's crazy, is that. Uh, this division has so many pitchers that can actually shut down a lineup like that. I think a maybe a disproportionate number, um, like Degrom and Syndergaard and Scherzer and Nola and 
uh, well, I guess Strasburg and Strasburg, right? Exactly. But San, I mean, six, six no Sanchez if he pitches, you know, it's like I understand. The flip side of that is the Braves have the lineup that can get to those pitchers. Yes, but there are fewer pitchers that yeah, can no, get I... to that lineup than the the lineup can get to pitchers. Anyhow, that's a fair uh, point. The the Braves the Braves are always better than you think. I, I actually that's not true at all. But um, they uh, not once you get team, to the playoffs. But... Right, this team is this team is nasty. Plus, they have Acuna, who is just my dream Red Sox player. Um, all right, so we have your division winners. Are... He's too cool to play for the Red Sox. We had Acuna and we traded him for Alex Verdugo. <laughs> David Ortiz played most of his career with the Red Sox. Instead of Pedro Martinez, cool people can play for the Red Sox. They noted they could play for the Red Sox. <laughs> Past tense. you had division winners. You had the Dodgers. You're making me sad. I need to move on. Division winners. You had the Dodgers, the Brewers, and. The Braves. I had the Dodgers, the Reds. No, you had the Mets. I had the Dodgers, the Reds, and the Braves. Uh, your wild cards. How many are there? Are there three? There or are two? two wild cards. All right. Well, the Padres are clearly one of them. Yeah. Um, and I'll go Braves. I think you convinced me on that one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I would probably go Padres and Mets, um, which is a little boring, but I think. The National think, League is real. Other than the Central, like the two coasts in the National League are really those top four teams are really good. And I know I said the well, Phillies and the Nationals are good too, and I think they are. But I do think the Braves and the Mets are a step ahead. I think the Nationals have a little edge over the Phillies. If you were to ask me who was going to sneak in, but both of them I think could. so too. But I think the Phillies could. There's a world in which they could do it i mean they were if their bullpen was just like bad last year instead of like the worst bullpen in the history of baseball they would have been a playoff team um, which i know the playoffs didn't really count last year because it was an expanded field but still and they have I, they no talent. i i totally disagree with you on that by the way i felt like uh what made last season resonant in the end was that the playoffs felt like the playoffs and that I don't look at the Dodgers and say, oh, that you're like, oh, they, but they won in the COVID season. Oh, I don't, I don't do that think at all. so either. But I think um, I'll, I'll put it this way the playoffs didn't feel totally real to me early on because the Marlins were in it. The Marlins just did not feel like the playoff team to me. But, you know, I can't help you if you hate the Marlins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, really know, don't, I, don't, I actually don't really like the Marlins that much. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Discussion fair enough with that. That's fine. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Uh, let's move over to the American League. Um, the American League West is an interesting one. It's an interesting and kind of a boring way, I think. I think there are probably three teams that you're looking at here. Um, and none of them. I think all of them, the flaws stand out, at least to me, a little bit more than the positives, too. You got 
I mean, I'm going to end up picking Pakoda's teams in most of this, mostly because I'm looking at them, but the Astros make perfect sense here because the other option would be the Angels, and I'm not picking the Angels to win a division until I see it happen. Well, they aren't the only other option. They Because I'm I mean, picking the look, A's. Uh, this is this is like the Braves thing, but it's it's less wise. I think the A's. I don't get. Is there another one? I don't really get why people don't like. And this is more about I don't really trust the Astros pitching, and also the A's are just always better. I always add like three wins to what I think the A's are going to be. Because sure, but the always better. But the Astros will go and make themselves better themselves better if they have to, and the A's will be like, well, I don't know. We can get five cents if we trade this player for that player. I know that's I, stereo, stereotyping and not necessarily. They'll make true, a mid-season but... trade. It'll be a rental, but they'll make that trade, um, and then they just won't re-sign the guy. Um, but, I mean, I think I like the A's rotation. I love Lazardo. There's a lot of boom and bust, boom or bust in this rotation for sure. But Lazardo, Montas, Manaya is puck baby. Potentially puck is in there. Uh, Chris Bassett is doesn't have that upside, but he's kind of a nice little steady guy to have in there too. Um, their bullpen is has the potential to be awesome. Um, and then they have Mitch Moreland, which is basically all you need. I don't. Know, I mean, they have Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Um, and Ramon Laureano, Sean Murphy behind the plate's really good. Um, this is a, this is sort of not quite as bad as the NL Central to me, but sort of a similar vein where I think whatever team gets some guys to play a little bit better than their projections are going to win. And I just I feel like the Athletics are right there with the Angels and the Astros, and I don't really see why they can't end up being on top. I mean, I'll give you this. Matt Chapman is so friggin' good. It's crazy. Um, and if he was on the an East Coast team or even the Giants, he'd be like one of the biggest stars in baseball. So go Matt Chapman. Good for you. I think I why I like the athletics is because their two best players are named Matt, now that I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, that's that was true of OTM for a while, too. But you weren't one of them. Ha, ha, ha. Uh that's not true. You were, but uh, I don't know what you're talking. You definitely about. were. Didn't we have three mats? Yeah, we had three mats at one point. Yeah, there, no, I, yeah, I was one of them though. Yes, I no, I said there were, but I said there were two. Uh, you were weren't one of the best two, and there were three. Oh, right. But it's a lie. You were so there you Thanks. go. All right, all right. So you had the Astros. I had the. You were the athletics. best one, honestly, which is the fucking worst. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to call it on that. Uh, AL Central. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go off board here. You're not, but I am. I'm going to say White Sox. I'm going to say they put it all together and uh, that's off board. According to Pakoda, it's off board. Hmm. Um, but I mean, they have the Twins clear by eight eight wins over the White Sox. But really, but they also say that they they do make a point of saying that. The White Sox, if they put it together, that that they're going to be dangerous. And look, um, they're starting Andrew Vaughn. And like, look, Eloy, Eloy is going to come back maybe in September, August. But they're starting Andrew Vaughn now. They're going to be just monsters. Uh, 
at the plate. So if they can pitch, man, uh, they're going to be dangerous. So sure. Go White Sox. I actually kind of, I'm going twins. Um, I thought the White Sox were, it was my impression that the White Sox were the favorites, but apparently Dakota doesn't have them. Fangraphs has the twins slightly ahead. Um, I think they're pretty even. You could go either way. I'm going twins. I think, um, Kenta Maeda might be the most underrated pitcher in baseball. Um, Jose Barrios is awesome as well. That's a really nice one-two punch. And then the lineup is, I mean, you get Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, uh, Max Kepler is another underrated guy. Uh, Byron Buxton, I will never quit Byron Buxton. Um, Alex Karoloff uh, coming up. They have so much talent. It just seems like they are good all over i don't think i definitely think the white Sox have more upside like if the white if both teams play as well as they possibly can the white Sox are gonna win this division um but i feel i feel like the twins are safer yeah definitely regression would suggest that you're right kenta maeda second place in the ao cy young voting last year um i feel like nobody knows i feel like Nobody knows that. I feel like most people don't even know he's on the Twins because I, I saw. Well, so I was doing the lineups this week, and and Bar- or I think it was yesterday's game. Uh, Barrios was pitching. I was like, oh, he must be the opening day starters. I know uh, Maeda is, and I was reading, and that's when I was like, oh my god, he's second in the Cy Young voting. But I do have to say, you're right. Like Kirilov might. He he's a guy. He's a prospect who's sort of been slept on because he's been around for a while. But I get the sense that the second he shows up the difference between him and Andrew Vaughn uh, well in prospect circles seems big is not going to be very big. They're both going to just be big, you know, big boy hitters from the get go. So I, I think yours is the smarter bet, but look, I spent a lot of time in the White Sox park. So uh, let's say my heart is there. <laughs> and the White Sox have, the White Sox are a more fun team, which is saying something because the twins are pretty fun too. I mean, the twins have Andrelton Simmons and Byron Buxton, which Defensively, it doesn't really get much more fun than that. But I mean, the White yeah, Sox but, have Timmy. But you know what's you know what's more fun than than defense, offense. Fingers. Yeah. And and I mean, Tim Anderson is the cool. It might be the coolest player in baseball right now. And uh, I'll still take Acuna, but yeah, he's up there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 in like and Soto and like those guys are in a yeah. very certainly for their level of skill. No offense to Tim Anderson, that makes him. I would say it makes him even cooler because he's not as good as them. Um, but they, the White Sox just have swag oozing out their ears. Um, it sucks that Eloy is hurt, but uh, uh, like you got Luis Robert, you got Vaughn, you got Tim Anderson. Like the, they got some, they got something going there. So hopefully they win and make me smart. Yeah, that race is going to be fun. All right. Uh, AL East. Let's start with who wins. So I'm assuming neither of us are picking the Red Sox. I'm going to kick this one to you so I don't have to answer first. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Yankees. It has to be the Yankees. Um, I don't like it. I think there are scenarios in which the Yankees underperform. Um, after Garrett Cole, their rotation could be very good. It could also be a disaster. Um, I feel like they have enough upside there that the rotation is going to hold up um their bullpen is good enough and their lineup is just i mean i was talking about the braves lineup the yankees lineup is that plus some um 
yeah, it pains me to say it, but the Yankees are just very, very good. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to answer first. I mean, first of all, stop Asian hate. I mean that uh, really, but it's why Tanaka's not still on the team. Yeah, um, it they they could use him, but I, I they just seem to be so good. Um, now we'll see how many hours Stanton can stay healthy during the season, but it frankly judge too. judge is probably a bigger deal. Yeah, no, no, no. Judge is a much bigger deal. Um, I think his injury history is a tiny bit better at least, but you, it's certainly they're peas in a pod in the, in the trainer's room. Um, it's a big pod. Yes. Judge. I, I got nothing bad to say about Aaron. Judge. I love Aaron judge. Yeah. I can't, I'm not going to say anything bad about Aaron judge. That guy is, he's what he's like baseball player. Perfect form, and if he's a Yankee, whatever, I'll deal with it. I think um, Aaron Judge is underrated, which makes absolutely no sense because he's the best player on the Yankees, but I think he is underrated. It, this is not – I'm not comparing him to this player, but he seems underrated in the same way that Hank Aaron is underrated in the sense in that you think yeah. these guys who just hit home runs, like, no, these guys hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron Judge plays pretty good defense, too, for such a big guy. Yeah, so, uh, so I get it. Um, All right, so before we go on to the rest, Red Sox record and finish. Oh, I don't remember what I told you what the record would be. I, I said finish fourth. I said I said. I mean, I think you got to pick fourth, and uh, I said I don't remember if I said eighty and eighty two, eighty one and eighty one, or eighty two and eighty. But who cares? I, I said 78 wins. Um, sure. I mean, that's two hits dropping in or not dropping not in. Not dropping in. As the season gets close, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change my prediction, but I'm start, I'm getting, I'm getting those opening day optimism waves that they're going to finish third. I'm getting, but I'm exact... still predicting fourth. I, mean, I think look, the Blue Jays getting like twelve injuries in one day kind of made me think the Red Sox um, are gonna be a little better, but the Red Sox are gonna have one of those days pretty soon. They had a scare already, so they had one of those days on Monday. Yeah, but it got reversed. Uh, well, not Eduardo Rodriguez. That didn't yeah, get Rodriguez. reversed. But that doesn't seem. And that's... I mean, the Blue Jays are gonna be without Kirby Yates all season. George Springer knows what's going on there. Um, they they had like they had like a tweet thread from their official account, just like listing out a bunch of injuries is very sad. If, if Eduardo Rodriguez is out for like two months, I'm not saying he is. Okay. I'm just saying it could happen. If something happened, he was out for two months. I think that's about equivalent to losing Kirby Yates for the year. Relievers of relievers. Yeah, that's probably fair. So, and the Red Sox have less to lose. So I, I, um, or more to lose, less to lose, whatever you mean. Like they can't afford to lose him. Um, so I don't know. Anyhow, who are your wild card teams? Um, who did I have in the wild card? So I would go <sighs> White Sox and Rays. I hate that too. I knew That's you were going to say that. I'm going to say Twins and Blue Jays. I'm just going to go on the Blue Jays. Uh, and just 
say that the Rays overperformed last year and it won't work as well and the Blue Jays will be really good. And now I know the Blue Jays have a million injuries, but, but, it will be the middle of May and right now will seem like ancient history in baseball season. So, I'm kind of, I know there's a lot of injuries now, but the season is very, very long. I think that the Rays is just, and I've gotten higher on them as spring has gone on. They have like 45 top 100 pitching prospects, um, and this, and most of them are going to be able to contribute this year. And you're just going to need a million pitchers to get through the season. I think that's enough to squeeze them into the second wild card. Um, but I hope I'm wrong because I really don't like the Rays. Uh, World Series matchup and winner. Well, based on what I've said so far, I'm going to have to pick the MLB dream matchup of Dodgers-Yankees, but I will pick the Dodgers to win because I feel like they would be the obvious choice. I'm going to go Braves winning the World Series over the Twins. Oh God! Settle down. This isn't nineteen. Was it the thirty-year anniversary in ninety-one? You want to run it back? My that was God. the year I was born. It is my thirtieth year on Earth. It would. That was the year you were. I remember watching the Jack Morris game at my friend's house. I was. That was like. I do not remember that. I was an that, Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Um, it was a. You were. You were like. Oh yeah, you were like six months old because I know when your birthday is. Um, it's uh. I mean, sure. Uh, I'm. I feel like this is. I picked that with my heart more than my head. Yeah, I feel like I. I mean, I just went chalky. So it, yeah. it, I. I have come with season-long predictions to really appreciate the chalk. I mean, that's the way to go. But um, we're probably not going to revisit these, so I say whatever I want. Nobody will call. Yeah, me. I'm not going to remember, so it doesn't matter. All right, let's go to the awards. Uh, AL MVP. And no trout. Trout's the answer, but you can't. You can't. You can't. You didn't write that <laughs> right, in the fine. show notes. You can pick no, 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 no. So you, you, you can pick someone else. And since since I already talked about him, um, even though he wasn't on a team that I was particularly high on, I'll say Matt Chapman because I, I he has everything. He has every skill you would need to win an MVP. And so off the top of my head, he's the one. Actually. Kind of want to pick Bo Bichette. No, I'll pick Matt Chapman. Bo Bichette would be spicy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Judge. Um, I think he stays healthy all year. And he hits 45 home runs. Um, and leads. Yeah, the Yankees are going to probably finish with the best record in the American League. And if Aaron Judge hits 45 home runs, uh, he will win the MVP. Unless except, you're now Except Mike Trout is going to win. Unless Jordan Alvarez hit 65 home runs. I would say Bregman's probably the best odds out of that team. You know, yes, but not the best odds to hit 65 home oh, runs. No, no, of course not. Uh, NL MVP. No limitations um, on this one. I mean, the Braves guys are so good, but give me Soto. Just give me Soto. Soto... Makes sense. Mookie is obviously 
Nope. A good pick. Can't deal with it. Can't. I'm not picking. I'm not picking. I'm not picking Mookie. I'm picking Acuna. Um, I'm picking Acuna. I'm saying 40-40 for Ronald Acuna. That makes sense. MVP in a World Series championship in 2021. That makes sense. I mean, Mookie. I mean, honestly, probably the favorite. I would assume odds on he's the favorites. You know what? I'll t- I'll switch to take Mookie. I I like Soto just from the sense that like if anyone from the Nationals, you know, he doesn't have to split the vote with someone on this team probably. I mean, but, Soto uh, Soto might be the best hitter in baseball already. Um, with Jeff Jeff sure Pass- I'd go quite Jeff, that far, but Jeff Passan would go that far. Um, he wrote that, and he has a story, and that was like one of the tags that he's the best hitter in baseball. But, um, uh, yeah, I feel like that's not outrageous. All right, I'm gonna go with back to Soto. Sorry, Mookie. <laughs> uh, A.L. Cy Young. You go first so I can think about it. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Garrett Cole. Um, I don't really love picking a Yankee for MVP and Cy Young, uh, but it just makes sense. Garrett Cole is awesome. He seemed like he was bad last year, and he was not. Like it seemed like that was not a Garrett Cole season, and uh, he was he had a two eight four ERA, so he is just awesome. I mean, he's. I mean, outside of Bieber, perhaps, and even including Bieber, Cole has to be. I think I'll take Cole just because he seems to be f- so the easiest choice uh, to make. In I've a seen a lot of people pick uh, Giolito. Sure, fine, but like the one thing to remember about last year is that it was short, and you got to do it the the whole season. And Cole, you know, is just a, a you know a train. And he's a yeah, he's like a robot. Yeah, him and the guy that I'm assuming we're both picking in the National League. I'm picking Jacob Degrom. Yeah, I'm picking Degrom too. That's like Trout. If I had to pick somebody else, though, I think I would go Castillo, who we alluded to earlier. Um, I like Castillo I like that. Very pick. good. Degrom to me is, uh, and he's bigger than him, but it is just the most Pedro-like stuff I've seen since Pedro. Uh, easily, I mean, just the same. Degrom comes in and adds a mile and a half per hour on his fastball every single year it makes he, absolutely no sense he, i mean he could have won it last year too he just he had one who, bad start against the phillies i think i was just listening to somebody talk about this today in that if he hadn't had that one bad start he allowed like five runs in two innings or something like that if he hadn't won if he hadn't uh had that start he probably would have won his third straight and he's probably gonna win another one this year i mean he is outrageous um i'm gonna go to rookie of the year all right american league there are better rookies but give me bobby give it bobby give it to me. Right? because you know what if you hit 30 home runs as a rookie, it's going to be hard to look away. It doesn't matter if other people have stats that are a little bit better. Get, yeah, just give me I, Bobby. I think I he like has a legitimate chance. I feel like there's not a really great player to pick here. Um, I go. Andrew I mean, Vaughn. Vaughn is very good. Vaughn should be very good. 
Arosa Reina uh, is the favorite by the odds. Uh, I don't I don't like, buy into Arosa Reina that much. It, yeah, it's not that I don't believe he's good. It's just I don't. That, yeah, I don't believe he's like transcendent, like the playoffs. Yeah, he guess. was. He was for two weeks. That's great. Yeah. You know, yeah. lots of players are. Um, he was just good for a particularly good for two weeks. Um, I mean, I think Vaughn is the smart money, but I, I like, I legit could see Bobby winning it. Um, oh, I could definitely just... see. I could see Dalvik win. I could see. I these. I would put the odds much lower than Bobby D, but I could see Tanner Houck sneaking his way in there too. Um, given how many, given how many innings are going to open up in this Red Sox rotation due to injury, Houck will have his chance to win Rookie of the Year again. I would not pick him over Bobby D, but I think he. I think there is a path to him winning as well. So that is the one award where the Red Sox probably have a chance. Uh, NL. You go first on this one. I think it has to be Hayes, Brian Hayes. Well, um, I mean, great names. Yeah. <laughs> With the Y, too. Um, yeah, I think he's he's really, really good. I know the Pirates are, like, irrelevant, but, man, he is awesome. Yeah, I wish I could pick someone else, but I think that, you know, uh, no, I think he's definitely the best choice. There, there, are, man, the NL rookie class is pretty stacked, honestly. Six to um, Dylan Carlson, Carlson, Ian Anderson, Ian, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Cabrian is is the. I mean, yeah, it's gonna suck when he's on the Yankees, but it, it's great now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do a couple of listener questions and then uh, we'll be done. Uh, Angel Rendon wants us to predict Hoke's pitching line on Saturday. Um, I'll go five with two earned, two walks, six Ks. It's pretty similar to what I was thinking. Five and two thirds, three runs, one walk five strikeouts uh the big man who's hitting the first home run of the season i will say hunter renfro that was my first instinct but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go kike oh is he gonna he's just gonna lead it off lead off lead off home run baby let's go taking that spring momentum uh, when can we see the sailboats comes from VS um, whenever Chris Sale comes back I'm very much looking forward to the sailboats coming back um, and then <laughs> I didn't look at this name uh, Jackson Nazi asks is John Henry still among the living we have not heard from John Henry in a very very long time um, I think we would be breaking some very very big news if we said no so I believe he is still among the living do you I'm care gonna... that John Henry hasn't spoken? I go back and forth on this. No, I prefer it to him going out there and talking BS. Um, if he learned his lesson about the Mookie stuff, that's fine. I mean, the lesson is just that you don't have to talk if you don't want to. Just don't say anything. Just people will get over stuff. I uh, it it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Uh, if if he wants Haim to be the face of the club, I think everyone is better off for it. I think Sam Kennedy is his boy, which is just that's no, I go back and forth on it because no, I don't really like Sam Kennedy. Yeah, I don't. 
That's what I mean. And I, I have generally gotten the sense from the, and as someone who gets <clears throat> email communications from the Red Sox, unlike you, um, that the, uh, it seems to me like, while Kennedy is still announcing uh, club uh, moves that they have turned over most, like, they don't seem to be talking about baseball matters anymore, whereas it that seems to be all high am. So I, I don't miss definitely for the most. I don't miss John Henry. Yeah, and I think it's better that he lets Hyam do it because it's what he's good at. Yeah. That is fair. All right, that is going to do it for this week's show, the last week in which we will not have real baseball to talk about because Thursday it all starts. Uh, so you can please, if you like the show, uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, leave us a review if that's possible. I believe I just discovered recently that you can't actually do that on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, you don't have to do that. But if you listen somewhere else, please leave a nice review. Uh, give us a good rating. Suggest us to friends, family, strangers. If you're vaccinated, go right up to those strangers and tell them about it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I run the Over the Monster account at Over the Monster. Brian is at Brian Joiner, Brian with a Y, Joiner with an I. And you can find all of our writing at overthemonster.com. And we will be back next week.